not sure if uh, storm blowing debris around everywhere, like hurricane winds, would would be helpful if he was under there. You're not helping. Like even Wolverine, he was just slashing at the ground with his claws. If, if Professor X had been in there, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Repeatable, the podcast where we check out something old and decide if it's worth coming back to. Hello, I am Seth Wilkes. I'm Matt LeBlanc. Hey, Matt, how are you doing? I am doing pretty good. How's everything over there? Pretty good, pretty good. No one in the house is currently vomiting, which I think is a win. <laughs> uh, in general, I think that's a win, but especially in your case. Yeah, well, it started off with uh, my, my my kids and then... Uh, so we were, we were looking after them all day, and then my cat started in. Uh, <laughs> just no, she just that was just a fur ball. But uh, and then then my uh, you know it slowly spl- spread to my wife and I. So it was fun. I avoided the vomiting, which everybody. Uh, this is vomit talk, by the way. So everybody listening, I'm <laughs> sure you're loving this. But I avoided that. But yeah, I just got sick, so it was fun. I I, I got to listen to your uh, you pitch hit for. Us, uh, this week, which was awesome. I, I enjoyed it. I'm, uh, I, I am not familiar with, the, uh, I was about to say Dante's Peak. Uh, <laughs> tw- Twin Peaks. Not familiar, but, uh, you, you've, you've intrigued me. As we're trying to walk the line of talking about something that you love so much and, uh, encapsulated in a few minutes, but also I didn't want to give anything away. Right, so it's weird mm-hmm. trying to walk that walk that fine line. It was also two, uh, three seasons, a movie, and two books that I tried to <laughs> cover. So, yeah, you you read all the uh, all the extraneous material, like the books and all that. I have, yeah, I have there on yeah. my bookshelf right now with my uh, Funko Pops too. Yeah, I I might check it out uh, at some point. There's so much content out there, so though Matt, so I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I was definitely intrigued and definitely a good episode. So kudos. I also enjoyed the, uh, music stuff that you did. Oh, thank so, you very much. The, uh, the additions. Hopefully you don't get <laughs> us sued, but yes. Yeah, there's, 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 a, stuff. there's a chance that might happen, but. Oh, well, fantastic. Anyways, hey, guess what, Matt? What? We got an email. Yay! Yay. So, <laughs> Mark, uh, says, hey guys, enjoying the podcast. Thank you, Mark. We're, we're enjoying it too. Uh, some thoughts on what you could cover as a one-off after finishing season one, because we put out a, uh, uh, a a call fa- call to arms, I guess, uh, for what mm-hmm. we can kind of look at or what we could do uh, as a, kind of a break between uh, X Men season one and two. Uh, he lists some movies here. Do you want you want to uh, briefly run down that list? Sure, go ahead. Sure, there there's some uh, there there are definitely some movies on this list. Uh, have you heard of Jurassic Park? Yes, <laughs> I've heard the, of it before. The Matrix. Yeah, The Godfather. My favorite, my favorite film of all time. Yeah. Oh, really? The The Breakfast Club. Like that one a lot. Uh, yes, Avatar. Haven't seen it in years. Uh, yeah, same here. Taxi Driver. With, uh, oh man, why is that name? De Niro. De Niro, thank you. Oh man. With, uh, <laughs> De Niro, yeah. And, uh, X-Men, uh, um, Brian. Mark, Mark here says X-Men 2000s, Brian Singer, because why not? Ha 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 ha. It's yes, true. Ha ha indeed. Hey, it start, it was one of those starting the superhero revolutions. So, 
Uh, it's definitely, definitely worth a look at, but yeah, those are all great suggestions for, for things to look at. I, I think, I, I think we are, uh, uh, giving any of those a not repeatable vote would probably be a, a podcast killer on our part. <laughs> um, but at the same time, you know, I, I, like you, I saw Avatar when it came out. I didn't really have a, a desire to come back to that, so that might be the non-repeatable, but yeah, this is a good list. Probably will come back to some of those. Mark, thank you for your email. Uh, that was a good list, and yeah, I feel like uh, the, you know, we're, that definitely things that we'll, we'd uh, at least mention and we'll agree. Uh, the, well, actually... I, I keep on thinking Avatar is like uh, the what became the last Airbender, but we no, could yeah. also say Avatar, uh, the last Airbender, the cartoon series, also repeatable. I've never watched yes, it. Av- Avatar, I'd say Avatar, the uh, James Cameron movie, probably not in my personal repeatable list, but uh, yeah. And speaking of uh, uh, transitioning into something that uh, we're watching right now on this thing, uh, this was a, a 10 out of 10 episode of X-Men the Animated ser- Series, eh, Seth? Oh, yeah, for sure. I tell you what, let's, <laughs> let's, let's switch things up a little bit. And right now, uh, we're up at the top. We'll, on the count of three, we'll share whether or not we think it was repeatable, okay? So just, just get it out of the way, okay? So on the sure. count of three. One, two, three, repeatable. No. Did you say, did you say repeatable? I did say repeatable. I said no. I know. I, I know that. <laughs> I've, I've been catching all of the shade you've been throwing at this episode, your subtle shade on social media and on our personal messages. And I was like, ooh, Matt thinks I'm not going to like this episode. This is going to be an interesting discussion. I, Seth, I, <laughs> I, I, I like the Morlocks episode more than you're, I like this episode. You're, you're flabbergasted. Well, I, there, there, there's a little bit more to my uh, repeatable vote on this episode than than face value would suggest. So, uh, but we can get into that. Uh, would you like to give a recap? Sure. Um, actually, I actually didn't write anything down, so I'm going to try to do the top no, of my I, head thing I, here. I, I, I want to hear what comes off the top of your head. Uh, so in this episode, they go, the mansion has been destroyed, and so they are trying to figure out what happened to Xavier, and at the same time, they see that there's a bunch of bank robberies happening in the city with a large mutant, which they think has to link back to the mansion because it was a large mutant that destroyed that as well from what they can gather and there's some hijinks of confusion of who it may be and there's a ultimate conflict with uh, a villain known as the juggernaut very good fair yes that's fair <laughs> um now I say there's more to it than face value. This I I, refer, I I told you about all my VHS tapes with uh, episodes of Spider-Man and X-Men and Fantastic Four and Iron Man all taped on there that I'd watch over the years. This yes. was one of the, the the one of the episodes that I viewed the most of X-Men. So it was definitely on oh, okay. probably multiple copies of VHS tapes. So there's likely a high degree of nostalgia uh, attached to this episode for me. Had you had you Bad. seen this episode before? No, I had not. Okay. 
All right, so that and I, wa- and I, and I watched it twice. I actually watched. I actually watched it three times for this podcast. I did one more last refresher in the past half hour, forty five minutes before the podcast Ah, started. So I was I was working, but been barely paying attention. But technically, I watched it three times for this podcast. (laughs) Sorry to hear that. (laughs) Okay, so why don't you why don't you kick us off with something that you enjoyed about the podcast, Matt? So we'll start. Yeah, we'll start with the good. Um, I do have some good. I have, uh, about five good things on here, and then I have two full pages of bad. So, uh, <laughs> let's start with the good. I like that they sprinkled X's throughout the episode. Did you notice that? They did that a few times in the background? Sprinkled X's? Like you mean background elements were sh- forming an X? Yeah, like when, uh, oh, the X no, mansion was. When the X Mansion was first destroyed, they went there. They framed a thing where I think it was Storm standing, and in the background is a giant wooden X from the debris. And then when they go to the building uh, to, that Colossus is about to knock down, they are uh, Wolverine and Jubilee are framed with a giant wooden X there too. I was just like, hey, look, there's there's X's in this show oh, for no. the X Men. I did not notice that. Now, do you want to go back and forth with the good, or do you want me just to go through my good? You see, uh, this is the nostalgia thing. I can't necessarily point to anything that was good about the episode. <laughs> uh, I didn't. It, I, you said that you n- enjoyed this one more than the Morlocks one. I cannot comprehend that. Uh, there's there was a lot of stuff going on in this uh, pretty self-contained episode, and you know they 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 did dr- their driving around thing. Went to multiple locations. Had a had a bank, multiple bank robberies, jail breaks, all that stuff. So it was definitely an action-packed episode. Well, I'll go through just some of the the good notes that I have listed, yeah. and then and then we'll go through the bad because the bad I think just kind of like takes us through most of the episode. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> uh, so uh, I'm glad that Wolverine's nose was back at it again. Uh, mm-hmm. Something that was again something we talked about at the very beginning. We're like, is his nose going to be that important of a role throughout this? And it is. Because mm-hmm. his nose again was a ve- was a very big power for determining that the Colossus was not the mutant who did the bad things. Um, I enjoy when uh, Rogue Rouge Rogue was went to uh, seduce the prison guard, and they had like they changed to like some sultry saxophone music in the background. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy when Beast is in the prison, and he says to them, "Ah, please don't be a stranger. Come by so we can gossip." And thank Jean for her cookies. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know why. I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, it tickled your fancy. But yeah, no, I, I enjoy that that continued through line of of Beast's uh, storyline uh, from from episode to episode. They kind of sprinkle it in there. Like, I, like now I'm kind of looking at it like he's a, a very deluded. You, you did it. You, you are guilty, Beast. Why are you sticking to this whole thing? Uh, you broke into yeah, the place. But at any rate, at any rate I, that was one of the goods. I, en- I enjoyed that continuing storyline. There's a shot that I like. And again, you might have – I appreciate it as someone who isn't in animation, so maybe it's just a really easy thing to do, and I'm just overly impressed by it. But I like when uh, Rogue falls from the sky – 
and Colossus catches her, and you, you see like a shot from her point of view, and you see Colossus, he's kind of blurred out in the foreground, in the background, you see Storm starting to land from, uh, uh, from the distance, and then it focuses out into Colossus, where he's like uh, talking about catching her. I just thought that was a really neat, uh, neat, well done shot for like, again, like a, a 90s TV show. Yeah, yeah, and that that's old school too. So if this nowadays, I could probably figure out how that was done because it's all computers now. But back then, yeah, I I have no idea how that would have been done. And then lastly, I'm just gonna go uh, robbing a bank. The cool, refreshing smell of mint. <laughs> Sticks and stones may break my bones, but tanks will never hurt me. Yeah. What is this? The 4th of July? What are you going to do? Hit me with your diaper? And then my uh, absolute favorite is after he throws the tank. Thank you! Mm-hmm. I figured, I was hoping the puns would be on your good list. Yes, they were on my, I, I, they made me laugh quite a bit throughout the episode. And whenever he was on screen, I was like, is he only going to do puns? So I made me <laughs> interested to see what he was going to say next. I don't know if this is on the good list or the bad list, but Storm is the only one who I respect from a fashion sense. She at least knows that when you go out of the mansion, you don't, <laughs> you don't have to wear your costume. Like every, and, and it's pretty consistent. I have to say they do keep that as a character, uh, point for her is whenever she's doesn't need to be suited up and, uh, fighting, fighting crimes, she is wearing, something appropriately some appropriate 90s style uh outfit whereas everyone else is just they they're they're a firm believer in their costumes sometimes wolverine will change out uh but even him other times he'll just be laying in his bed with his full costume on and whatnot now do you want to switch to the bad let's let's switch to the bad um I don't think this episode needed two and a half minutes to recap and have the intro song playing. That's how long it took before the episode even got in was two and a half minutes to start the episode. I thought, I thought that was a little excessive myself. I know you have to recap some stuff. I think they might have just recapped it a bit longer because like you said, there was that gap in between. Mm-hmm. But I was, I was just, I was just like, oh, when is the episode? <laughs> Yeah, I, start playing. I I think you're right. I think they got committed to the previously on the X Men, uh, whereas like this one for sure, this one was it was pretty self contained. So you're right. They probably didn't need it. They probably could have skipped the recap, gone into the intro, and then had them, uh, which they did. They arrived at the mansion like the previous episode, right? Like did yeah. did they as for my recollection yeah so they didn't need that recap at all so I I think it was more of a a of like this is just what we do I'm actively getting mad whenever I see Cyclops on screen now because he's the whiniest <laughs> human being I've ever heard in my life everything he says like but we gotta do this for the professor oh he's just storming off again like everything he says is in a whiny tone i'm like oh my god yes Yes. i've always thought that 
So, so in the episode point of view, again, this is at the very beginning of the episode. Uh, but like when they go there and they see the mansion destroyed and they're trying to find Xavier, I'm not sure if, uh, storm blowing debris around everywhere, like hurricane <laughs> winds would, would be helpful if he was under there. Yeah, probably not. I think most of what they were doing, look, just get some professionals, some some trained rescue unit squad or whatever to look through because you're you're not helping. Like even Wolverine, <laughs> he was just slashing at the ground with his claws. If, if Professor X had <laughs> been in there, <laughs> you got me. <laughs> Uh, again, so I uh, jump in anytime you like here too. But like, go like following the narrative of the episode, they go and then they go down to the war room because uh, Xavier has left a message, mm-hmm. and uh, he's just like aggressively close to the camera. Like when he leaves that message, it's just like I sh- like <laughs> his, his face yeah. is just right up in there. It's like well, well he's he's fairly up there in in years, Matt. I mean, he <laughs> yeah, might not true. be tech savvy, <laughs> so it's probably in portrait mode too. And it's you know, so cut him cut him some slack, you know. And much like Cyclops, well. uh be whiny in every episode. I wonder if like every if there's a quota for how many episodes per season Wolverine has to storm off from the group. Because mm-hmm. we're like how we're like five or six episodes, maybe seven episodes in, and how many times has he stormed off? Uh, I think like three pro- or four yeah, times, close to once an episode. Yeah, yeah, right. He'll he'll leave everyone and storm off. It's starting to be it's starting to be a a trait that he can do. Yeah, and and uh, if we're t- if we're uh, ticking off items on the bingo card, why not? How many times are we going to endanger the jub- jubilee's life? This fourteen-year-old <laughs> child. Let's let's just go look for this uh, mysterious figure that can crush buildings with their bare hands. Hey, she can shoot sparkles. She can handle it. <laughs> Uh, I, uh, I have it in my notes later on after, uh, Cyclops, uh, needless, not Cyclops, after Colossus needlessly destroys a forklift, uh, <laughs> to trap her, she blows that steel girder apart, uh, with her, uh, powers. So I think, I think she just needs to just do that more. But she can't shoot behind her because as he was carrying her, by the jacket to tie her up, you, you started trying to shoot him, and it was just like faint little, and she couldn't do it. I have my notes. You can't shoot behind you. <laughs> she can only shoot forward, apparently. Well, speaking of Colossus, I do have to say I liked him as a character in this episode. I should put that in the good. I did. I did actually enjoy uh, the character of Colossus. Mm-hmm. Um, when. I like when we see him, he tears down a building by himself. That was good. And uh, then the people start going around him. uh, And then Wolverine's like, wait, let's see how he handles the situation with all the humans like going around. So I'm like, okay, he wants to see whether like he is a bad guy, whether he'll act bad. And then he acts like the most decent mutant you've ever seen in your life. And then Wolverine still pounces on the back of him <laughs> and, try, and tries to attack him. I'm like, oh, okay, so you you weren't waiting. Like, he's like, wait to see how he interacts with the humans. And then he interacts nicely. He's like, ah, I'm still going to jump him. 
you saying you're liking Colossus. I, I have in my notes, uh, foreigner equals stupid, apparently. <laughs> um, what is wrong? What did I not, did I not do a good job? I got the, uh, Transylvania thing going on, but you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> you sound so- like Bane. <laughs> oh no. no 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 i'm cutting it off there i'm cutting this off there yeah he, he's just is uh, he's, he's an idiot first of all uh just the way he talks and he's represented so not that i think he is but it just is that it seems like that was the default for uh the writers it's just like i think they're trying to uh paint him as innocent um, but it just comes comes off kind of stupid. So I guess this means that mutants in uh, the country from which R- R- Colossus comes from uh, don't experience any negative treatment towards uh, from humans. I mean, I guess not. They must be uh, treated well. Um, uh-huh. But I, I do have like he, he knew how to handle himself during an attack, though. So I mean, that's good. So, so Seth, like last episode, let's do a hypothetical here, okay? Mm-hmm. You are a construction worker, and all of a sudden they bring in a mutant who's pretty much going to do your uh, entire job. He can mm-hmm. knock down a building in a single blow, and you're a little... I would be very upset. Very, very upset, right? And so now your job... And then uh, the the supervisor understand understandably says, well, you're still going to keep your job. But you just have to clean up the debris. Like you, like instead of tearing it down, we just need you on cleanup duty instead. Yeah. At what point mm-hmm. in your thinking do you think about running a cement truck directly into the person, not knowing that it won't kill them? Uh. <laughs> uh yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I, I have, I have all of that in my. Uh, <laughs> In my notes, uh, well, not all of that, but yeah, I, I, I agree with all that. I, I was more upset with the, uh, the, the manager who is so quick to hire someone else to do the job without actually knowing if they could do the job. Like, I don't think, <laughs> yeah, Colossus, what, what did, what did, <laughs> how did, how did he get this job? Cause I, there's no way that the man, the, the construction, uh, boss, the foreman, whatever, could possibly have known that Cyclops was able to do what he said he was going to do. He didn't. He hadn't transformed at any point. Um, so, like, why did he hire him just suddenly day of when he has a crew that, you know, legally he has to pay them anyway. So I, I guess technically if this guy can do what he says, then it'll be done quicker. I don't know. And the thing is, like, he was shocked that he didn't die. So, like, his intent was murder. Right, because, like, mm-hmm. he, was, like he, he was crawling out of the vehicle, like, oh, God, please don't kill me. Like, it, yeah. So, yeah, he, he definitely thought he was going to die or at least get really hurt. Yeah, well, I would hope so. Otherwise, why would you do it? <laughs> not uh, that I hope he'd want, not that I want anybody <laughs> dead, but I'm just mean, like, from his... Just from this guy's point of view, it's like, why Why would you do that if you know that that's going to do nothing? Wolverine sucks in this episode, too. Like, he just gets beaten up easily by every single person that he comes across with. Yeah. Colossus tosses him around like he's nothing. Later on, Juggernaut tosses him around like he's nothing. Well, at, at this point in time, Wolverine 
I I feel like he was a a a a, uh, a popular character. Like he's always been popular in the comics, but I don't think he's he had like obviously he hadn't reached the um the status he had since the movies have come out. In the movies, this the movie Wolverine is like I remember the the second solo movie the wolverine where he like literally gets stabbed in the heart with that samurai sword and then pulls it out with his (laughs) bare hands and then is like instantly healed so he's gotten like super 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 powerful compared to the earlier comics and this tv show where you know he still took like a couple months to to heal from a a chest wound so i i don't think that he's like he, he 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 doesn't always hold his own in fights in even in this cartoon i i know you talked about uh kid tv show logic right one of the things with uh this episode is that uh they're they're at the place they're talking to colossus colossus goes to walk away and then jubilee's like why like why are you letting him walk away and then Wolverine's like he didn't do it. They get a phone call immediately through their little pager thing saying you need to come uh down here cuz there's a robbery that is taking place right now. And so Wolverine and Jubilee rush down and when they get there Colossus is being escorted out of the building in handcuffs. How could he have gotten there within like the few seconds? And then been arrested and somehow beat Jubilee and Wolverine in their little Jeep to get there. That was just one of those things. I'm like, I'm like he couldn't have been there. Like, he must have walked in once the building was destroyed and got arrested. Mm-hmm. Uh, quick question. Is that typically how police carry criminals uh, out of <laughs> the scene? Just like... Like uh, like a baby baby in a blanket type uh, <laughs> style of carrying, uh, but yeah, no, I, I I agree. Like my my big question is how how did they lose the juggernaut? Like he's not exactly <laughs> a tiny man. So how did they misplace where he went? And how like is one of his magical powers like to just disappear? Apparently, this because because no like no police can follow him, nothing like that. They're just like, oh, this is the guy right now. And uh, it was good to know too that apparently, uh, much like the Calypso or Calito or Calico liked uh, <laughs> li- <laughs> liked uh, Gambit, Rogue is really attracted to Colossus. Mm-hmm. She has a lot of lines where she talks about how attracted she is to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's I think it's just that whole foreigner thing. I I I think they uh, the uh, this show falls back on a lot of uh, assumed stereotypes and tropes, and that is that American women are attracted to people from other countries. I do like that Wolverine and Jubilee were able to walk into clearly an active crime scene. When the building was destroyed, they were like walking around in like their regular clothes. Like Wolverine wasn't in costume or anything. And there's like a building is just like falling apart all around them. Police are everywhere. And they're just in the middle of the destroyed bank so Wolverine can sniff it up a bit. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I had another note earlier. It's like, do they just, do they generally just let children wander onto active construction sites where demolition is, uh, taking place? Um, cause that's what happened with Jubilee. 
So yeah, just uh, a, 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 I guess that's just generally. There's no places that you just can't go in this universe. Yeah, well, I guess that's a good point because she walks in. She's like, "What are all the hard hats upset about?" or something like that. And there's like, just have yeah. a, con- a normal conversation with her, not like, "What the heck are you doing here?" So next, uh, they go to the prison, right? Mm-hmm. They they're gonna go and uh, they see Beast. That's a good moment. We both agree with that. We like Beast. Um, mm-hmm. uh, apparently, he got transferred. Uh, Storm and them didn't know he was there, but that's fine. Uh, but then I like the logic that bees, they're going and they're going to break out, uh, Colossus. Beast is like, no, I'm going to wait my day in trial to prove my innocence. And then Colossus doesn't want to escape. And then he says, no, trust my friends. They'll prove your innocence. I'm like, then why are you still there? (laughs) (laughs) If you have so much well, faith in your friends and that you're telling this man to break out to prove the innocent. Well, I like that Colossus has the strong moral code that says he's not going to break out of jail. And then as soon as Beast gives him permission, this, this creature that he's just <laughs> met, uh, he doesn't want to break out of jail, but he will totally cause, like, have, wreak havoc on and do property damage and potentially let other criminals get loose by smashing giant holes in the structure of the building. Uh, makes me wonder, you know, I, I, I question his scruples, we'll say that. Can't just say, dude, Colossus would have been proven innocent if he just stayed in jail because, well, he was in jail, another robbery was taking place yeah. where it was being destroyed, which would, he would have been in jail... And so he couldn't have possibly have done it, but by him breaking out, again, it makes it seem like he could have done it. It complicates things. It does complicate things. So Wolverine sees Juggernaut. He knows who the Juggernaut is, so that's interesting, because he's like, he knew him by name. And then the police show up, and I'm sure standard protocol, when there's bank robberies, they bring the tanks. (laughs) Yeah, uh, what is it? Uh, I have that in my notes. Where is it? Uh, uh, why do why why do they just have tanks ready at the ready in New York? City? I have that in my notes. Yeah, yeah, no, there's and he's like they, apparently they do nothing on him. But I, as though my original note was like the tanks do nothing on him, and then it was like me scratching it out and going, why do they have tanks? <laughs> like, like, wait a second. The NYPD has a uh, good access to uh, this to technology, I guess. I, I enjoyed the uh, the police officer the um, who yells over the over the megaphone. Um, I, only in that I I recognized that voice from so many different shows in my childhood. So I I enjoyed him the the one that yells at the juggernaut to stop. Oh, I didn't notice that. Um, yeah, I can't. I don't know what off the top of my head he's he's been in, but that voice that voice actor had a lot of work in the '90s, so probably still going. Who knows? But uh, I I enjoyed uh, the nostalgia of that voice voice actor. Wolverine on his tippiest of tippy toes, as we've discussed in previous episodes, is very effective. Cuts the bag of money that Juggernaut has. He does not hear the money fall. He does not feel. The money fall, like the loosening of weight, and mm-hmm. uh, 
there's no reaction to that at all. And then when Jubilee brings the money back to the bank, the the face on the tellers is just really... They don't work there. They don't work there. Those are just random people. They, they can't work bet, there, right? That's the, that's the look in their face. Yeah, that, that's, that's the look in their face. The look in their face is, hey, this kid just dropped money in our lap. Let's get out of here. <laughs> money, money, money. To your point about Juggernaut not feeling anything, I'm I'm gonna throw nitpicking back at you. I feel like the Juggernaut's so strong he would not notice the loosening of a uh, a bag full full of bills. So uh, that part I'm I'm I I'm able to su- suspend my disbelief there. Well, maybe he couldn't have heard. Maybe he didn't hear it either because he had his helmet on. He's got that like big dome thing. How how are you gonna hear anything with that? I'm surprised he can hear anything. That's true. That's a very, very oversized helmet. Um, and so we've really established, so Jubilee, her powers, uh, it just seems to be that she can just, uh, shoot stuff out of her fingers. Kind of like fireworks, electricity kind of things. Um, that's been like establishes her main source of powers, right? Yeah. Has she ever had established that she has like superhuman strength or if she has like, quick healing abilities or anything like that? Uh, nope. Because when Juggernaut lifts the corner of a building, she falls off the top of, like, a New York building onto the concrete ground below and is just fine. (laughs) She is just good. And I'm just like, I'm like, does she have I like. I sincerely was asking the question because I'm like, am I missing something? Because I know she took a good bump from Sabretooth a few episodes back, and she was fine, uh, like right afterwards and stuff. I'm like, like, does she have some form of like healing, or can she just take a good hit? Because like you were, she wasn't like looking out of a window. She was on top of a building, and she fell to the concrete ground and was like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not sure. Like her. Well, first of all, cartoon logic and all that, but also her powers. Like I said before, they just they seem to vary wildly depending on the situation, 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 situation. Because uh, one second she can blast steel girders apart, next second uh, people act like the like aside from Juggernaut, just regular people act like her fireworks are. You know, no big deal, even for just normal people. So, yeah, powers vary quite a bit. Did you notice a weird jump in editing when Rogue comes in and picks up the Juggernaut? Say that again? When when Rogue, so there's Juggernaut standing over top of Jubilee at this point. I think he's Mm going to kill Jubilee. And all of a sudden, like, Rogue comes in and picks up the Juggernaut and throws him into a building. But Mm -hmm. I, I feel like there's, like, a frame or two missing. Like there was just, it was just a very. All of a sudden, he was standing over her, and next thing you know, he was like up in the air, being carried away. Like there was no, no oh, okay. grabbing shot or like it's just. I feel like there was something. There was something missing there. Hmm. Possibly, I didn't notice that, but yeah, possibly. I have this as a bad note, but maybe it's just hinting at something that they're going to reveal later. And again, this is like, I'm not sure if I missed it or not, but like, uh, he says he's not a mutant. He says like he has like, he got magic, gave him the powers or something like that. And then he says, uh, my worthless brother didn't tell you that it was no use. And I'm just like, did we establish who his brother is up until this point? 
But I think uh, I think they hint at I, it later. But yeah, I don't know. I I uh, maybe not. I don't know. A, a lot of this show does seem to take uh, the history of the comics as uh, just understood, which is kind of one of the things that I like about yeah, the show. True. Is that it, it'll it'll just unlike the 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 movie culture of like the the two thousands where every every movie had to be an origin story. Uh, this is just like, yeah, it's a world of weird stuff. Just catch up as things happen. <laughs> um, well, uh, when Cyclops is trying to regroup the team, they they really drew his six pack weird, and looked like he had like a pack of like hot dogs stuffed under his shirt that were kind of falling out. <laughs> did you did you notice that, or am I just? Uh, no, I, I, but I, I, the designs of this show, I've often thought like they, they're overly, uh, vacuum sealed. So it'll often look like they just have like, uh, like oversized marbles in their, uh, uh, for their six packs or, you know, over, oversized. Yeah, it just, it looks like the pieces are like, can three dimensionally be removed. So I've often noticed that. It doesn't surprise me. We'll say that. Uh, Rogue scream was horrifying. Oh yeah. Uh, no, I. I mm, yeah, I think it might have beat uh, Storm's scream from uh, the Morlocks episode because that was it was it was terrifying. Yeah, no, they was, have some good terrifying screams. Yeah. Ah! Ah! Like if you had a like a mouse in your house, you could just play that sound and it would go away, the high-pitched frequency of it will get it to, to, le- to vacate the premises. Um, I have on here that Jean sure faints a lot. Mm, yep, yep. I don't know why she had to put that helmet on. I, I guess that's probably also a thing from the comics that they just never bothered to explain in the show, that uh, the Cerebro helmet will, uh, I guess it amplifies powers, uh, like tell tell. Tel- uh, telekinesis powers. Tell it. No, that's tel- telepathy. Telepathy. You're right. Telekinesis is the one you move stuff. That's right. Uh, so I guess it increases telepathy powers. Um, but I guess we just have to catch up, Seth. My two biggest grievances with this episode is how it ends. Okay. Okay. So first of all, she wipes Juggernaut's memory, mm-hmm. so he does remember who he is. Or anything like that, which I thought was weird. I thought that was a, yeah. a bold choice to do. Um, mm-hmm. But then he's walking off, and they're just like, well, we'll be ready for him next time if he remembers. I'm like, he committed crimes. <laughs> he, you, you know he robbed banks. Like, why, yeah. why are you letting him walk away to regain his memory? Put him behind bars. Secure him. And then yeah. if his memory comes back, you're ready. Like, you don't let the active criminal go away. He committed a crime. Crimes in which there's no way he wouldn't have known if, whether, he probably didn't kill anyone, but there's no way he could have known that knocking down those buildings wouldn't actually kill anybody. So, and, and as a matter of fact, I'm sure people died. Let's just say that. In the background, there were probably multiple deaths. Storm lifted up an entire building. Oh, and then slammed it on him. 
There's got to be someone well, who died why there. Why would that building? Why would that building be empty? It didn't <laughs> look like it was. There was no. Uh, there was no um, demolition signs around. You're right. That had to be in a fully inhabited building. And that she just lifted up and smashed down yeah. on him. It's the uh, the the the, uh, the J- Japan school of uh, of what is it? Where I can't remember the term, but it's just at the end of Godzilla movies, just crush everything. So it's it's that theory. I think we went through the uh, the episode now because then it went into the ending credits. Style. Is there any? Yeah. Is there any other overall notes on the show that you'd want to highlight? No, I kind of want to get into your psychology a little bit, Matt. I mean, why is it you think <laughs> that this is worse than the Morlock episode? I mean, I will agree with you. The nostalgia on my end, it's not there. But, I mean, do I need to remind you Jubilee or uh, Jean Grey hanging by a chain off the roof uh, <laughs> and um, the sleep and the... The the uh, woman making Jean think she's a, a little girl, and need I go on? Why, why is this worse than uh, the Morlocks episode? I feel like the Morlocks episode was uh, a weird sidestep, but still within a tone of what the show was. Like, there was, like, a... I had to deal with like outcast and uh like the overall message I kind of got what they were trying to do. This to me was like very cheesy. It felt very much I think this is the first time I've watched the show and I'm like I am watching a kids TV show. Yeah, which maybe is why uh I enjoy have nostalgia for it cuz I enjoyed it when I was a kid. Yeah, I think I think just like the some of the logic, some of the stuff. I think that like if you were a kid watching it, that would be great. If you were a kid watching the Morlocks episode, I have no idea what you would get out of it, right? I think that there's a, I think there's a lot of like switching back and forth with certain with certain episodes. Um, when it comes to that kind of tone, but I I don't know. This is I think it's just because this is the one of the episodes where I was watching it where I was just actively aware that yeah, I don't think this one was. For me, I think this one was for me as a kid. Whereas a lot of the, mm-hmm. a lot of the other episodes, um, I could watch it now through adult eyes and still get something out of it. Where I didn't, I don't think I got that with this. Okay, which I can see falling in, into uh, non-repeatable territory. I say repeatable because I literally did repeat watch this one just for this podcast. So I think. <laughs> Like, like for me, I, I, which means I can't, within good conscience, say it's not repeatable because I repeat watched it, um, it, it, and I'll admit unnecessarily. But yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with any of your points, other than it's no, it's not worse than that Morlocks episode. I, I, but I will put. I, I just hate the Morlocks. <laughs> I will put an asterisk beside my no, it's not repeatable, to say that if I were going to put on an episode of the X-Men animated series for my kids to watch, I would probably put on this episode. With the um, uh, with the caveat that uh, when you sit down your little Timmy and say, little Timmy, this is not a good representation of male and female relationships, and this is not how women think about men. Just, you know, just throw that out there. Exactly. I have that, yeah. I have that discussion with... Uh, 
Rogue and Rouge all the time, so. Uh, oh, I did, I forgot to mention that, uh, I, um, I was planning on having my wife on this, this episode, just, you know, just to spice things up, have an extra guest, so I was like, she was all excited to, to watch the show and, and be kind of a, a guinea pig to get that, like, outsider's perspective, uh, and to, to your point, uh, she just could not, uh, finish it she did not enjoy it one <laughs> um so she said she didn't enjoy it however apparently rogue reminded her of some character from a, a 90s show a uh, gem i guess which ha- i'm sure had oh a yeah glam yeah. rock 90s style you do you know the show i've heard of the show i wasn't yeah. i wasn't familiar with it but- i looked it up though uh worked on by larry houston but I think we're done with our discussion. As uh, as as we said at the top of the show, we both loved this episode. This is the Unstoppable Juggernaut. Yep, that's what you we can, said. You can, you, you can disagree with me, Matt. In fact, I think everybody would like it more when you disagree. Nope, it was fantastic. It was great. Nothing wrong. All right. Got it. It was it was a bad episode, Seth. Like it, it was like I was like, oh, this is bad. This like and then I I didn't take notes the first time, so I'm like, I have to watch this again. This <laughs> that's the first time this since we've been doing this where I went, oh, because I have to watch this again. And I was like, what if I missed some of the stuff I didn't I I didn't notice uh, that I noticed the first time and I didn't because it was all this very glaring the what was wrong with mm-hmm. that. Right. Well, okay. Well, if you're following along on Disney Plus, we're going to have to take uh, two steps backwards uh, in their uh, viewing uh, catalog, and we're uh, next episode is going to be the Cure, uh, which we'll be uh, watching, and uh, I'll I'll be revisiting so I can do my notes. So that's going to be coming up next. We see Cable come back from Slave Island. Oh, do we? Yeah. Well, good. Not too much of a spoiler because if you're watching it on uh, uh, Disney Plus, you'll literally see Cable as like the thumbnail image. <laughs> I'm li- I, I, I actually like him as a character, so I'm I'm not complaining about that. Doesn't have a metal arm. I just noticed. No, he doesn't. So I wonder if that comes back into comes into the uh, series later on, or if this series just gets rid of the metal arm. If I do an impression like Cyclops, that, I mean that's uh, Colossus. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I talk like this. You start. <laughs> and I do like this. Do I still kind of sound like that? Hey, I'm a, I'm a taxi driver in New York. Hey, what, oh. what am I doing to this pain mask on? Hey, I'm, I'm driving here. I don't know how to do a Russian accent. <laughs> it's coming. It's a me. A babe. <laughs> Wow, you screwed the pooch on that one, my friend. <laughs> oh, I have actually. Hey, hey, I'm a man here. Hey. Oh, to break the bottle, man. Bada bing, bada boom, hey. You know, I get you downtown, no time flat, okay? Uh. Oh, we're, we're, we're gonna be, we're gonna see the numbers drop in Italy. We're <laughs> <laughs> Our Italy fan base is gonna go way down. Oh, that was that was fantastic. <laughs> I 
I normally don't enjoy your uh, your Bane bits, but you keep, uh, keep them up. Keep them up. I apologize. That was well worth it. <laughs> it was worth the wait. <laughs>